Welcome to the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. I'm Andy Hughes. I'm here with Alex Hudson. Hello. And Victoria Sutton. Hello. Greetings, everyone. It's Hollywood's biggest night. <laughs> it is the Oscars. Right now, it's Hollywood's biggest right night. Right now, but when you're listening to it, it's Wednesday, which is not Hollywood's biggest night. It's not like, oh, Hollywood's biggest night, Wednesday. <laughs> that's not, that's not the marketing slogan they've taken since Orange Wednesday stopped. <laughs> And it became two for Tuesday or whatever it is. Me and Cat Tuesdays. Tuesdays Oh, they're doing two days now. That's good. Greedy. It is greedy, but also I think you only get it for a year. You do. Idiots. Um, So what are we doing, Alex? Sorry, guys. Let's get back on brand. It's Hollywood's biggest night. The Oscars. The Academy Awards, if you will. We are currently watching (laughs) the uh, pre-match build-up, as it were. (laughs) Uh, You can tell that I've watched football today. Uh, we are, we're watching the pre-match build-up, we're watching the Oscars red carpet ceremony. There might be some comments on dresses. And yes, Vicky will be uh, inevitably uh, sort of chiming but that's not the only reason I'm here. <laughs> it's one of two reasons why that's you're fine. here. You're second in command on the dress viewing. Yes. Alex has a really good eye for them. He's, he's yes. all over it. I have been making some excellent comments. <laughs> So what we're going to do is just run through a few of the big categories and just talk about the nominees a little bit. Uh, not, We're not going to go into too much detail. We've reviewed them on the podcast, and if we haven't, they're coming out soon. But what we will do is we'll just talk about whether we think there's going to be an upset on the cards or whether the favourite will go in. So let's start off with the big one. Best sound editing. Best cinematography. <laughs> no, um, in fact, no, let's start off with something. Let's go with a palette cleanser. Let's go with a palette cleanser of the best director. Chazelle. Chazelle. I, I, I can't even remember who else is nominated for this, but Chazelle. Yeah. You've got Gibson for no. Hacksaw Ridge. You've got Chazelle for La La Land. You've got Villeneuve for Arrival. You've got Lonergan for Manchester by the Sea. And you've got Jenkins for Moonlight. Okay, do you want me to say who should win it or who will win it? I want you to say both. I want you to say who you want to win it and who you think will. Chazelle will win it. Yeah. That I'm pretty certain he will win it. Mm-hmm. Um, because of what it takes to put a film like La La Land together. Yes. And because it's La La Land and it's about the Academy. Sure. Chazelle will win this. Of course. But also, I think Chazelle should win it. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> um, and Vicky, what do you think? I also agree. However, I very much enjoyed Arrival. And I thought that was... Just extremely well done, and I'd, I'd I'd like if that won. I think it's great to see Arrival mm. get so many nominations this year. Yeah, I think it's it's rare to see a genre film mm. in. The, I mean, you know, it's a science fiction film that isn't a traditional science fiction. See, film. I wouldn't call it science fiction, but you call it science fact. Yes. <laughs> you were like the heptapods are here. Yeah, that's fact. <laughs> because we called in and nobody noticed. <laughs> um, no, but I I agree with you, Andy. I think. Uh, in terms of the achievement of putting this mm. thing on, I think Damien Chazelle has has put himself in a really good position for the, the win. And I think if he came came away tonight with the win, I wouldn't say, "Oh, there's an undeserving winner." Yeah. The the runner up for me would potentially be Barry Jenkins for Moonlight. I mm. think Moonlight's an mm. incredible film, and I think it's a very current and important film to have come out around now. I think it's a it's a culturally important film. But I think that Chazelle just sheer, sheer scale of the thing. Yeah, it's yeah. it's an Oscar film. That's it's what it's made. From of. like the first moment of that film, yeah. like that first number, you go, "This is yeah. so well yeah. orchestrated." You have to give respect to whoever put yeah, that together. That's a big yeah. deal. However, basically, as long as Hacksaw Ridge doesn't win, I wouldn't mind any of those winning. <laughs> sure. 
I don't know. Gibson's got some real choice words for tonight. <laughs> I, ima- I imagine his acceptance speech will be incredible. I mean, let's, let's not get into, into Gibson. No, let's not get into Gibson. Too big of a topic. Okay, so let's get into the writing. Okay. Screenplay. Best original screenplay. Hell or High Water. La La Land. The Lobster, which of course mm-hmm. for us was a last year film, uh, but for, um, well, well, not a last year. It was yeah, a 2015 yeah. film, but in the US only came out last year. Manchester by the Sea and 20th Century Women, which I haven't been able to see because it only got showings in Sheffield or something. Did you see it? I have it, but I haven't watched it yet. But I'm uh, watching it. <laughs> okay, so you've obtained it slightly illegally, I'm feeling. I didn't obtain it, so. Okay. It was posted through her landmark. <laughs> yeah. like, it's a marked envelope. Um, so let's, let's talk about the ones we have seen. We've seen, okay. I've, I mean, I've seen four out of those by then. Okay. I just haven't seen 20th Century Women. Same, yeah. In fact, Andy, you've also seen four out of those five. Yeah, I've already forgotten one of them. Hell or High Water, La La Land, The Lobster, Manchester by the Sea. Okay, I think The Lobster might win because everyone went mental for it. Really? Um, But I think it has a weak third act. I I genuinely do. I think La La Land isn't... It's not, it's the the writing. I think basically the one that should get it is Hell or High Water. I would five. say Manchester by the Sea might just pip it. But, but I, I did say, say to you earlier, though, I think I've been giving Manchester by the Sea a harder time than you really needed to. Uh, but I would be happy with either of those two winning. I think those are the two yeah. for me that stand out as being the best screenplays. If you look at the particularly dynamic between uh, Jeff Bridges and his mm. partner in that film, mm-hmm. the writing there is really sharp. I really want... Um, Hello, High Water, just to be recognised for something. For something. Yeah, I think it was yeah, a really okay. strong film. Yeah. I think we'll see it come away with something. Uh, Gosling's just come on, by the way. So oh, and I won't be, I won't be If Vicky makes a noise now, it's it's <laughs> just because she's just doing lady things. Oh, God. <laughs> Powering her nose. Can't comment on his shirt. Yeah. Any, any comments on he look, that? He looks like, he looks like, he looks like he's, It looks like he had his hair cut and then the shavings have just ended on his shirt. <laughs> I, I well, it looks like he's got loads of headphones, but old ones that yeah. are all sort of crumpled yeah. up. I don't like it. I like, I like his um, the detail on his. Lapel. Naomi Harris looking yeah. on fleek, I believe the term is. <laughs> uh, Ooh, in a nice I like, I like the gap sort of cream them. number. <laughs> I the that ivory. Doesn't never finish. Ivory. Yeah, that's illegal. <laughs> you should know, vegetarian. Kate McKinnon, obviously nominated for Ghostbusters. 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 Yeah. Who's that? Oh, is that the woman I fell in love with in Ghostbusters? Yes. Oh. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> okay, so we've just found out that uh, aside from Gosling, you also have a huge crush on Kate McKinnon. Yes, I do. Writing original, uh, sorry, adapted screenplay. It'd be Moonlight. You think? I can't. I don't even know what else is in there. Basically, what you'll find is I only know like one or two, but yeah. the ones that I know, I think I know. Okay, so you've got Arrival, Fences, Hidden Figures, Lion, and Moonlight. Moonlight. I think it's going to be Moonlight. I haven't seen Moonlight, but. Everything I've heard about it says <laughs> that that will win. Mm. Like basically, you two have both seen. Yeah, it. yeah, I think. Yeah, I would. I'd, I'd say um, fences. I don't think it was. Well, I didn't like the. It's a play, in my opinion, mm. on film. So I don't think that should get adapted screenplay because I don't think it was adapted well enough, in my opinion. Well, this is the thing: is that I think the difference between fences and moonlight, which were both plays, mm. the difference is night well, and day I, in terms yeah. of the. The adaptation of Moonlight is very it's cinematic. A, it's a film. The the adaptation of Fences seems very staged and very sort of um, static. Yeah, so you look like a homeless man. Oh, that's the kind of man I'm going for. Uh, Casey Affleck <laughs> has just come on screen in case anyone was in any doubt as to which homeless man had been in my, invited to the Oscars this year. 
it was either him or Gibson, wasn't it? Let's be honest. Gibson's still rocking full so hobo beard. Continue talking about. Uh, but no, I think Moonlight deserves it. Yes, I think I agree. the strength of that that screenplay is just I think it's far superior to anything else on that list. I Although think... Lion, I think, was written very well mm. in the sense that how how they made it interesting on screen. Yeah, I mean particularly for um Nicole Kidman's character I think has a lot of interesting stuff in yes, there as well. Yeah. And yeah. it's nice to see her recognised for that, which we'll get to in just a second anyhow. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to the, we'll move on to the biggie best ones. song, best original song. Drive it like you stole it from Sing Street. That is correct. Wait, is that nominated? No, and that's the injustice of this year. Like when the Lego Movie wasn't nominated for best animation, how nothing from Sing Street got in. Yeah, audition got in from uh, La La Land. Wait, which one was the audition? Uh, Fools um, the Dream. does the audition. Here's to the fools that oh, that's dream. A great one. Obviously, much better than that, and not sung in a voice that is mine. Well, not that one, not that. I'm just looking through them now. I've not but, looked at this one. Oh, how far I'd go from Moana is awesome. But how nothing from Sing Street got in, yeah, I have no idea. That that soundtrack, I listen to it when I'm sad, and I just walk along, and I'm like, yeah, I listen to awesome. it when I'm happy, and yeah. <laughs> and the general overriding feeling of uh, the the press at the moment seems to be that how far I'll go will probably win tonight I really, because I the La La Land two nominations will split that vote. Very true. So there'll be people out there who are voting for audition and there'll be some out there who are voting for City of Stars mm-hmm. and it'll mean that, yeah. like, that Moana can come in and just sneak it. And I think City of Stars is the... is lovely, by the way. <laughs> City of Stars would be the one the that I would song. vote for out yeah. of all of them. But it should have... No, 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 it should have been one of those first two songs is what I said. Sure. I've said to you all along. It should have been either mm. um, another specific day, is it? Another day of sun. Another day of sun, or um, someone in the crowd. Yeah, someone in the, someone in the crowd, I think, is the, one of the best songs, or the John Legend song. There's like three better songs in that yeah. movie, and the two that they've I've got to start a fire on my new playlist for walking to work at the moment yeah. because it's, just, it's great. And the John Legend song, you know, when he joins oh, the jazz no, band. I didn't like that one. Too I think much. it's a good song. Yeah. So in your face. <laughs> but no, how far I'll go? I, I think that's epic. So that that seems to be the the one that might well sneak it. You can talk about uh, the Emma fact Stone's that Emma Stone amazing platter dress. She's got a platter dress on. She's got her hair in sort of wavy formation. She's, she's from the nineteen twenties. She's uh, she's, she's looking well. like she's, she's doing it very well. looking like she's back in Gangster Squad, the yep. film that did so well. <laughs> uh, of course, the last time they were on screen together. Gosling and uh, Stone. Uh, so animated feature film. I've only seen two of these. Kubo. Uh, I didn't Kubo. get to see Moana. Oh, Moana was great. But Kubo and the Two Strings, Moana, so My Life as a Zucchini, and The Red Turtle and Zootopia. Zootopia was good, but I, I think uh, Kubo and Moana were better. Zootopia seems to be the hot favourite going in, and I find Is that it? very strange. You know that Disney have got two in there this year, and. Moana isn't the one that's picking up the traction. Yes, I really enjoyed Moana. But then again, I think the, uh, you know, it's that thing of both of them are dealing with, you know, Moana is a Disney princess tale that's basically turned on its head. Mm-hmm. And Zootopia is one that doesn't really mm-hmm. subscribe to the idea the, of a Disney mm, princess yeah. tale. The thing about Zootopia is it ended up having themes that are relevant to what we're going through today. Yeah. yeah that's um, and whether or not that was the intention, that's how it came out. Mm. It came out, and a lot of people were able to 
associate with what it was talking mm, about. Yeah. Like if you read into that film, you could read certain things into it, which I think helped it a lot, yeah. especially obviously for the climate of what was happening, mm. especially in places like America. Um, I think actually it pushes another level to that film. So I wouldn't be surprised if it did. I just think Kubo was beautiful. I think, I think Kubo was, was beautiful. Yeah. I would choose Kubo just purely on the on the strength of the animation, the strength of the performance of the, in the film. I think you know everyone in that film did such a great job. You really believed in those characters mm. in a way that I think sometimes can be quite hard with some animation. Yeah. But I think Kubo, because it deals with quite adult themes in a very kid-friendly environment... Yeah, it doesn't fit the bill properly, I think. It might, it might lose votes because it's not a seen as a... I don't know, but, you know, it, it would be lovely to see it, but I really think it's yeah. going to be... It's either going to be Zootopia or Moana. I, I hope think. Moana, maybe. Uh, so, actress in a supporting role. Okay, so now we're getting to the, the big the, the big five now. Viola Davis for yeah, Faces. Yeah, she was the best. Naomi Harris for Moonlight. Nicole Kidman for Lion. Octavia Spencer for Hidden Figures. And Michelle Williams for Manchester by the Sea. Michelle Williams is great, but I don't feel she, she was in it enough to warrant Yeah, well, this, this is exactly our problem. We talked about this on the podcast when we reviewed it. We said... You did wouldn't watch minded the film being slightly longer if mm, she was given the expansion of that 100%. because it felt underutilised. And that scene between her and Casey Affleck is brilliantly effective. The one by However, the uh, Mel Gibson has had a shave, guys. <laughs> uh, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news he's gone bare-faced. And that means that... To yes, support his bare-faced cheek of getting a uh, nomination. Indeed, I'm just hearing... Yep, yeah, that means that Casey Affleck is the only hobo at the Oscars. <laughs> no, not if Johnny Depp shows up. He won't show up. Johnny Depp is currently in jail, I imagine. Oh, okay. <laughs> Looking like a criminal. He's in Hollywood jail. Yeah, naturally. Um, I've only seen three of these um, okay. performances. But yeah, I think you're right. Michelle Williams, I wanted... She has one amazing moment in, in that film. I want more. I've not seen Fences, but I've basically heard that it's. Um, she steals it. Yeah, I've heard yeah. it's hers to lose. Yeah, but um, Naomi Harris is very good as well. But again, I think suffers from the fact that her screen times maybe. I mean, there's precedent for this before. Julie Dunch won for eight minutes oh, of screen yeah, time in Shakespeare in Love, and obviously that was a year that was mired in controversy because Shakespeare in Love won awards. <laughs> But I think you're going to see Viola Davis come away with this without really so. any... Yeah. Yeah. I did like Nicole Kidman. I did like her in line. I thought yeah, she did really she well. The and odd one here is Octavia Spencer, because I think she's not the best performance no, in it, that trio. I think it's Janelle Monáe. I think Janelle Monáe does a great job. I think Taraji P. Henson could have is, also gone up yeah. for this award. I think she's the strongest out of the three of them, but would you class her as a lead... I think, well, you know, the, the story centres around her, but I think yeah. in terms of screen time, they're all given quite equal screen screen time. So I don't know what you... I don't well, know yeah, the way they argued it. They may have put her up for best lead actress. I don't know. It's um, Viola Davis's to lose by the sounds of things anyway. I would imagine so. Uh, so let's talk about best actor in a supporting role. Uh, we've seen a couple of them being interviewed just before this. Uh, so you've got Mahershala Ali for Moonlight. You've got Jeff Bridges for Hell or High Water. Lucas Hedges for Manchester by the Sea, Dev Patel for Lion, and Michael Shannon for Nocturnal Animals. Michael Shannon, which that's is, who I want. Which is, I believe, the only nomination that, uh, the only major nomination that came away with. I think they might have come away with a couple of design ones, maybe. But, um, that's such a shame. I would want Michael Shannon to get it, because I think his performance is really, really strong in that film. He was great, yeah. But I find the intensity Michael Shannon approaches 
any of his roles with just really incredibly watchable. Um, he won't get it. I think. I mean, again, Michael Shannon would be one where I'd say that would be a perfectly good winner for me. I would say that, you know, it's it's nice to see him being recognised and certainly as someone who's done a lot of smaller films and mm. has come to the mm. forefront. But then again, the same goes for Mahershala Ali. You know, he's been around for a long time but not been in anything with such huge traction see, behind it. I just it. didn't feel he was in it enough. Again, I didn't I didn't remember him from it. So I, I don't feel... He was good, but I don't feel he deserved him. And I don't deserve Well, you were saying you it. think it's a combination of this and Hidden Figures that yeah, got nominated. I think, oh, yeah, yeah. I think the fact that he's in Hidden Figures in a fairly a fairly useful role. Uh, sorry, we're just looking at uh, Charlie's Theron being interviewed mm. by a lady who looks a bit like Phoebe from Friends. What? what in what way? No. <laughs> Phoebe from Friends on the right. I'm not getting no. that. She looks like Phoebe from Friends, guys. Um... So, <laughs> I, I would say that Michael Shannon would be the one that I might campaign for, but I will not be surprised if Mahershala Ali comes away with that one. Oh, sorry, who's that on the right? Taraji P. Henson. Who? Taraji P. Henson from Hidden Figures. Oh, well, I don't know if you nominated it. Uh, nominate yeah. Bubble Good. But I, oh, I would like Lucas Hedges. Yeah, it's bad. You want Hedges to win? Yeah, because I just thought he was awesome. I thought he was great. I don't think he will win. I think I would like Mahershala Ali will win. Mm. Uh, but I would like Michael Shannon. Yeah. Okay. Actress in a leading role. Okay. Meryl Streep. Oh, this is hard because I've only seen Land, <laughs> so I'm out for this okay. one. So Emma Stone for you. Yeah. Well, I've only seen two, so okay. that's. I mean, again, you've only seen La La Land as well, Andy. Have I? Oh, have you? <laughs> yeah, because it's Isabel Huppert for Elle, Ruth Negger for Loving, Natalie Portman for Jackie. Emma Stone for La La Land and Meryl Streep for Florence Foster Jenkins. That La La Land was fantastic. It was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah. I think Emma Stone will probably win it anyway. I think she might. I think she possibly will. I think Isabel Huppert would be my choice. I think she's going to you win it. You think that's a surprise for I think night, I think she'll win it. I think uh, she's picked up a lot of heat in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Damien Chazelle is looking like an absolute schoolboy. What? That's he directed La La Land? Yeah, yes. Yeah. 31 years old. Oh, he's older than me. I was going to say he looks younger than my child, but no, he's <laughs> older than me. That's nice. Uh, yeah, I think Isabel Huppert probably will come away with the win. I think Emma Stone... Uh, maybe I'll give it to Emma Stone. I don't know. That's the tricky I, one. I, I just I don't so. know. But again, Natalie Portman's, Portman's up there with them in terms of, uh, you know, that film did much better in America where Jackie Onassis is a yeah. huge cultural icon, yeah. whereas over here didn't quite have the same impact. Hayley Steinfeld there, who should have been nominated for this category, by the way, guys. Uh, Edge of Seventeen, which is oh, a phenomenal film, which should have also been that. nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Woody Harrelson and should have also been nominated for Best Original Screenplay. So, that's my rant about that done. Uh, and also, for Best Actor in a Supporting Role, where is Hugh Grant for Florence Foster Jenkins? I haven't seen it. It's an incredible performance. I'm, it's, I'm sure it's it Hugh Grant, and I actually and didn't acts. hate him. <laughs> I, he, he has so much to do in that role, and I actually believed in his character for the first time wow. in every film that I've ever seen of him. I've just gone, you're the guy who's just the floppy sort of posh Bumbling, boy. Yeah. In if this, you, you are a floppy posh boy, but you also have a bit of emotional depth to you, and that's quite nice to see. So, okay. you know, I think he's he's missing off there for me. 
It was nominated for the Golden Globe, but it went to uh, Aaron Taylor-Johnson. I am loving Naomi Harris's dress. Naomi Harris has yeah. got a uh, sort of bridal trail behind her. What's that <laughs> yeah, called? A train? Like a train, but it, she looks like she's wearing sort of a PVC. Oh, there's Jeff Bridges, I feel. Shimmery. Uh, did he look like the second most likely hobo? Yeah. Then, yes, it was Jeff Bridges. <laughs> uh, so, actor in a leading role. Okay. Now, this is the one that will divide, I think, will be quite hotly contested. Denzel Washington for Fences, Viggo Mortensen for Captain Fantastic, Ryan Gosling for La La Land, Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge, Casey Affleck for Manchester by the Sea. I, I think it's got to be Casey Affleck. I, of the ones, so I've seen most of those, I believe. You've seen three out of those. I've seen 20 Minutes of Fences. And 20 <laughs> Minutes of Fences. Um, I, I didn't like what I saw from Denzel in that 20 Minutes. Um, I just felt it was quite blustering. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was good, but he was, he was too stagey again. It just the whole His whole character felt... Like put he, on, yeah. Almost. Like he, he's not overacting, but he felt like he was acting for the stage rather than the film. Mm. But it's weird this one because obviously it was it's a case of this was Casey Affleck's. That's basically what it was, mm-hmm. and then recently it's switched to no, it's Denzel's now. Yeah, I mean Denzel, I think got the SAG award last week for offences, and that's a usual indicator mm. of the way the the acting nominations are going to go for the uh, for the Oscars. I do feel like he's too one note and too sort of staged. Mm. For me, Casey Affleck's performance is great in Manchester by the Sea, and something you and I have disagreed with each other on uh, on the podcast. Um, but I, I think that it's about the nuance of his performance. The one I want to see win is Viggo Mortensen. Not really, because Captain Fantastic was the best performance of those. I think it's it's deservedly up there. But mainly for the fact that Eastern Promises he was nominated for and didn't win. And History of Violence he was not nominated for, I don't believe. But he should have been nominated for in that year. I think it's high time that he was given something and you... He's the upset. Yeah. He's my rank outsider. I mean, he's got very little chance. I think Gosling's there just as a nod to La La Land. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he deserves the Oscar nomination for Nice Guys. I think uh, Gosling got it because... They wanted to get La La Land 14 yeah. nominations so they could say it drew with Titanic. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, th- there's a couple of nominations for La La Land where you go, that's just to... Bump it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Garfield seems to only be there because it's a true life American story. Yeah. I thought he was good. I mean, I didn't particularly enjoy this one, but I thought he was good. Would you say that he's on par with Affleck? And... No, but I thought he was good. Okay. I think he deserves to I think Casey there, should I think win he deserves it. to win. I think my, I mean, my choice still is Vigo, uh, but I think Casey might just sneak it despite uh, the controversy surrounding him currently. So that leaves us with a big one. Okay. Best picture. Now we did we, best director, yeah. Yeah, we've yeah, done best. Do we start that? We have all, I believe, seen all but one of these films, but it's a different film for each of us. Maybe I've not seen Moonlight. I've and not only seen Twenty Minutes of Fences. Yeah, and I've not seen Hacksaw Ridge. And you, Vicky, haven't seen Hidden Figures. Yes. So, Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, Moonlight. That's a, that's a, that's a tricky one. It's a strong category. A what do I think category. should win it? 
Yes. First of all, what do you think? Sh- no. What do you think will win it? La La Land will win it. La La Land. La La Land will win it because it, it's it's an ode to Hollywood. Yeah. And Hollywood it's... love to jack each other off. Yeah. Basically. And it was awesome. It was great. Yeah, I really liked it. And uh, like you keep telling me that there's some backlash towards it, and I hate anyone who's giving it backlash because you you loved it at the what's, time. What's, so what's not to like? You know, it's it's a, it's a great film. It's well put together. I think you know. Damien Chazelle did a really good job, and it's um, clever as well. It's not just a, it's not just a well-made sort of easy film. It's a clever film that somebody who knows cinema made it, which mm. I think is nice. It's somebody who loves cinema. I think. Dakota Johnson wearing one that of the Fifty Shades of Grey. Hideous. Uh, Dakota Johnson like is to... easily the worst dressed person in the world. She's tonight. wearing a dressing gown. Javier Bardem just turned up uh, looking for his dignity after appearing in Pirates of the Caribbean 5 this year. <laughs> We've not seen it yet, we can't judge it. I am going to judge that film so hard when I don't, don't see it. Don't get him started on okay. this again. Anyway. Um, uh, no, I think Lana Land will win it. Yeah, I okay. think it's it's basically, it's that's almost a dead cert. I think La La Land is the slight favourite at the moment and I would love to see Moonlight usurp it but I just don't think it'll happen. I don't, I don't have enough faith that the voters would have gone the correct way on this one. I think, I, look, I love La La Land but I think for me Moonlight stands above it as a film. I think he deserves to win for Best Director in terms of the scale of what he did with uh, La La Land is impressive in mm. any way but I think for me Moonlight just edges it, but I don't think it will quite get oh, the... Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Ah, oh, who was awesome in Moana. Um, I think, well, what I hope, if you want me to tell you what I hope yeah, will sure. happen, I hope this is the biggest upset of the night for Best Picture, because I want it to come out of nowhere, and they can be like, oh yeah, we've got to nominate Sing Street, by the way, guess what, it's just oh, one. Well, they only nominated nine, they didn't go for the ten. They, they, they secretly the ten. did. I secretly did. Yeah, so I think it will I think we're all pretty much in agreement it, it will be La La Land. I want La La Land to win. I th- Oh Michelle Williams but she's my number three. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by your number three? She's my number three of my, my top ladies. Oh I'll bring her back. I don't know, I just got high fived. Oh. But I think his kids. Well, yeah, yeah, why you, yeah. yeah, why are you disappointed that he has children? <laughs> no, but I just wanted to go back to Michelle Williams. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Jeremy Ryan is a hot bod. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's not great, but, you know, he's fine. Uh, so that's that. Me. That's it. That's, 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 that's it. That's the, the biggies. That's, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to see. We're going to watch now. Uh-huh. find out exactly what goes down. So, uh, am I right in saying every time anything's mentioned about the current presidential regime, Vicky's got to take four shots? Of what? Of, I don't know, we'll find something. Freedom juice. <laughs> Brought to you by Trump. <laughs> oh dear, Trump's um, freedom juice. <laughs> and we all know what that is. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, what we'll do is we'll leave it here, and the next time you hear us will be the aftermath in which Vicky probably won't be present because we'll be recorded out. tomorrow morning. Oh, after yeah, you've I was gone. feeling passed out from the uh, shots I'm doing. Uh, but uh, we'll see how right or wrong we were with our hopeful upset. I mean, Vigo's not going to win, but Sing Street ain't going to win. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, Naomi Harris is back on screen. She looks, she looks, awesome. she looks lovely. She looks amazing. Yeah. Basically, we could have had a whole podcast of us just going, oh, they look lovely. They look lovely. And then, what are they wearing? What? Who, what who is, dressed you? What is this? Who did that to you? Put your headphones away, Goslin. 
So we'll see you on the other side, guys, uh, after the awards have finished. And we're back at the races. Hello, everybody. Uh, so the Oscars have just finished this moment. No, kidding. Uh, it's a couple of days after the awards themselves. We were far too tired we, to record I mean, anything I the next day. Yeah, I slept in until 11, which is impressive for me. <laughs> but bear in mind, we did stay up until half past five in the morning to watch an absolute load of nonsense. Uh, Vicky's not here. Vicky died sadly in the night. Uh, she couldn't make it through. She died of excitement. At she couldn't handle it. Piper won Best Animated Short Film. <laughs> so, um, obviously, there's uh, in the days that we have followed, have you know, there's been controversy. How did Suicide Squad win an Oscar? That's a controversy. Yeah? Yes, uh, it's now Oscar award-winning Suicide Squad, and a lot of a lot of. Uh, funny internet memes were made because of this but the big controversy of the night well not controversy but just sort of what the fuck moment of how was this able to happen yeah was the wrong winner for uh best picture being announced madness Um, so you know i think it's been fairly well documented we don't need to go into it too much but my god it's (laughs) absolute amateur hour at the dolby theater it's 5 a.m in the morning if you fo- if if you followed our we we like, kind of live tweeted the whole thing yeah um and you can tell how tired we get towards the end because it's literally it gets more no, sporadic and just no comments in the middle just who has won yeah it's just the facts of who's won the big thing um so it's get it's five a.m. we're waiting for best picture they're on their forty ninth set of adverts for that hour and when they're like come on hurry up Warren Beatty comes out he's padding it all out. And they're like, come on, Warren, just say it. We then they announce, they announce La La Land. And we both were there like, okay, yeah, fair. We thought that was going to be the case. Um, you know, it's a shame shame for the others because some great films this year. But yeah, La La Land, fine. And then we were going to turn it off. We were like, let's turn it off because I'm tired. It was like, we'll watch speeches. We'll watch speeches, mm-hmm. I suppose. We'll watch it wrap up. And then like, after the third speech, at this point, yeah. everything starts to shift. <laughs> and instead... All these stage just managers to... come running onto the stage with other envelopes. And I'm looking at it and going, something's not right it here. It didn't seem right. Yeah. Like, they're having this great moment, but you start to notice stuff happening behind. And all of a sudden, I think it's Justin Gerwitz, the uh, Jordan Horowitz. Close. So close. I'm so close. Um, so close. He, he approached this with such class mm. to basically turn around and go, we didn't win. We didn't win. Moonlight won. And everyone's like, Hold on, is he just saying this because, oh, we don't feel we deserve Moonlight, deserved it? And then he gets the envelope out and it says Moonlight. And you're like, what the fuck has happened here? Yeah. Like, how has this been allowed to happen on the biggest award of the night? Yeah. Because it's your final award. Like, how have you messed up so badly? And I felt really I felt really sorry for the guys from La La Land. Yeah. Because you've basically been told, oh, yeah, I think you've done, just paid off. Oh, by the way, actually, no, it hasn't. But I also felt really bad for the guys from Moonlight because they didn't. Nobody they didn't really got moment. to yeah. celebrate the achievement that Moonlight had. And the speeches were so sort of hurried and rushed because all that time had been eaten up by such speeches for La La Land, yeah. speeches that should never have been made because it didn't win Best Picture. So you know, uh, it's Barry Jenkins. Barry Jenkins didn't really get got, his chance. Well, he got. To... What was nice was that he got his uh, screenplay Oscar, so he was able to come on and speak about that, and then. Apparently, this is the like Jimmy Kimmel has said since the fact. Uh, basically, he was standing on stage going, "Someone should do something about this," because he was sitting off stage next to Matt Damon. Yeah, because they were going to end with a Matt Damon joke, 
And then he was like, oh, why are people on? And Matt Damon went, I think I heard someone saying the wrong thing had been said. And he was like, oh, it's fine. The host will come on and fix this. Oh, wait, I'm the host. <laughs> so he, came, he went back onto stage and he sort of stood around and just shouted at Warren Beatty for a bit. And then, and then he just kind of stood there once every, all the Moonlight people had come onto the stage. And he just stood there and then went, what do I do now? And Denzel Washington was just pointing at Barry Jenkins going, get Barry, get Barry. So then he's like, oh, right, okay. And then he got Barry to the front and he just went, right, you, you do you your can, speech. You can't blame Kimmel for that. But Kimmel did a serviceable job. Like he, did, he does what um, a lot of his wards do. Where some of the drinks he makes are quite good. Mm. Some of them fall flat. But he did a very good job of keeping things going. But I think he's it's a, a very host. hard situation to deal with in that where you go, what do, this is unprecedented. No, what do no you one, do here? No one had made a contingency plan for what happens if the wrong envelope is given to the wrong person. And it, it was just baffling, um, but yeah. So let's let's move so on to the Oscars awards. Will themselves. be dominated by that talk of yeah, and it's kind of sad. I think people will lessen the win for Moonlight now as a result of that, and I think that's a real shame because I think it is a deserving winner. I think it, it's certainly my choice for best picture of the <laughs> year. Um, but let's talk about the awards. Let's talk about the big ones. Let's just crack them out and just see what we okay. think. Uh, so. Let's start with the screenplays. Uh, so, best uh, best adapted screenplay went to Moonlight for Barry Jenkins uh, adapting the play. I mean, it was a strong field this year, I thought, but I think uh, you know you haven't seen the film, so it's difficult for you to judge. But mm-hmm. I think it's I think it is a deserving winner in that respect. I think it's a very important film that's sort of of the moment. So I think that was that seemed to be quite a nailed on yeah. thing. And I'm willing to side with you because I've never disagreed with an opinion of yours before. Uh, we know that not to be true. Uh best original screenplay Manchester by the Sea. It's it's well written. Would you would you choose something else over that? Well I can't remember what's in that category and I think we spoke about it in the other episode. Um, but, Earlier on in this you know, episode. I'm not gonna complain but it, it got it because you know I think Manchester by the Sea probably deserves something. Yeah. Um obviously it got something later on as well but Yeah. I mean, I think I think it is the best original screenplay of the year. You know, it's up against La La Land, but I don't think La La Land had a chance in hell of getting it because I don't think it's a particularly good screenplay. I think it, the film as a whole works. Yeah. But I think you take the screenplay, you go, I've seen a thousand other films that have got better screenplays than this, mm-hmm. I think. Whereas Manchester by the Sea, because it's written by a playwright, it almost feels like the words are the most important things in here. Yeah. And even at the time when we reviewed it, I think we made special mention of the fact that the screenplay was really good. The dialogue is good. If not, pretend we did. Uh, Best original song obviously went to City of Stars. Still disagree. Yeah, it should have been Drive It Like You Stole It. Exactly. Uh, Best original score, La La Land, which was pretty unavoidable. Makes sense. If a musical doesn't win Best Original Score, then Mm. you've got to be asking questions. Zootopia got Best Animated Feature. But we spoke about that, of of what the themes are that that brings. It's it's got a good chance. Yeah, I think think it's a very now film, and I think it's, it's gained resonance for reasons they couldn't have ever expected, really. Uh, but you know, I think, it's and I think they made, even made reference to that in their speech. Very much so. Yeah, the the directors did say, you know, this film is very important to us and also as a whole now because you know the stuff that has happened within the last six months does resonate with this film. So I I think again, you know, I would have loved to have seen Kubo up there because I think mm. it's a I think it's a superior animation, but. I understand the way that the people voted for that one, so yeah. I can't really disagree. And, you know, I love Zootopia as well. I think it's a great, great film. 
just not quite the classic that I think Kubo is. Mm. Uh, let's get on to the so the acting awards. Um, best supporting actor Mahershala Ali for Moonlight, which we did say going in seemed to be his to lose. Um, you've again not seen the film, but you know Vicky made an interesting point and said she didn't remember him in the film. You know because he's only in it for the first segment. Mm. But I I I mean I I really disagree with that. I think his his spirit almost stays within the film. Yeah. And the stuff that he says to Little at the start of the film is very important and plays a huge part in his life, I think. So for me, I I do believe that that, that performance is worthy of it. And I think maybe there is a sense of the hidden figure stuff also comes in. Mm. He's, he's in two very important films this year. I I genuinely think, you know, if it wasn't him... My outside bet would have been Michael Shannon. Yeah, that's the one I wanted. And I, I knew all along I wasn't going to get it, but mm. I, even in the tool, when really they like, strong cast. They were like, the one is, and I'm like, oh, it's Michael Shannon. I was there like, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> uh, Viola Davis, Best Supporting Actress of Fences, which was pretty unavoidable, I think. Uh, Delivered one of the speeches of the night as well. Yeah, really yeah. powerful speech. And, you know, our connection sort of cut out halfway through, but I went back and watched it afterwards really powerful stuff yeah um and i think you know i'm not the hugest fan of fences i think it works in certain ways and doesn't work in a lot Mm -hmm. of other ways but there's nothing to fault from her performance in it i think she's terrific and it was for amanda waller right (laughs) and it was for amanda waller so suicide squad now has two uh emma stone best actress again it yeah it was the outside bet of isabel Huppert coming in and going oh maybe maybe we'll give it to the foreign film very rarely does that happen. But it, did, it didn't bother me that she did win, basically. No, I just... I'm I'm struggling to think whether I really, really enjoyed her performance or whether I just enjoyed the film as a whole. Yeah. I, she has moments in there that are really... Like um, the audition. Yeah, really good Where, moments. you know, you get to see this, this kind of range from that. But, you know, you, you could go, is there enough of that compared to what other people brought to the table? But the thing is, I don't think it was a bad performance. I don't really care. No. I think it was good enough and let her have a moment. So let's get on to the one that divides this room. Casey Affleck, Casey best Affleck. actor. Well, my, I have a question about the Casey Affleck one. Sure. Just to see where you stand. Basically, Casey Affleck wins best actor. And since that fact, I've seen a lot of things come out about what happened in his personal life. Yeah. Um, did we talk about this? Uh, we may have mentioned it on the podcast before, but I, I think I've mentioned it on a podcast previously anyway, saying that the reason that he might not win the award is because of the allegations around him. So he had allegations against him, which was... Sexual harassment stuff from uh, from a few years ago, but basically there are payments people. made, there were payments made to keep people stumped. Okay, so because of that, people are saying we're awarding somebody who has done things like this yeah. and we're basically celebrating him. Now, my question to you is should we separate the art the from the art artist from a thing or this is, do you look, think it is that I, it's, it's a huge problem that has been rife within entertainment since its birth basically and you know there are num- there are a number of cases of celebrated artists being awful people James Brown for instance I think is one of the greatest artists of all time however he was a wife beater hmm. There's no two ways about it. He he domestically abused. So, 
do you do you then lessen his work because of the person he is? It certainly stings still that you know you like this person so much and yet they're able to be the thing that they are as well. And you just go, it's a huge debate to be honest, and it's one that I don't think we can really settle within five minutes here. I think it's something that really needs more time dedicated to. Yeah, it's like it's like the people who thought Hitler was a good painter. Yeah, mother and father Hitler. <laughs> um, there's a reason he didn't get into art school. But this is the, you know, it's that thing of going, where do you separate the art from the artist? Should you separate the art from the artist? I think his, I think his performance within Manchester by the Sea is terrific. However, there is no escaping the fact that, you know, as far as we know, Denzel Washington hasn't had these claims made against him. I don't think. That's because Denzel. So should Denzel have won for fences just on a technicality? Does it matter? Again, you know, it's awful that these things happen and we should not be celebrating this. But at the same time, what's the alternative? Is the alternative to go anyone who's ever had anything leveled against them, whether true or not even? Because, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that probably isn't necessarily true that's been embellished. I'm not arguing against the idea of this at all. I'm saying there is obviously the fact at at the heart of it Mm-hmm. But embellishments can be made. We've seen that in multiple court cases. You know, look at Paul Gambaccini, who was cleared of everything, but was dragged into the whole yew tree mire just because he was one of the names around at that time. Yeah. And you think, oh, so allegations can be made against anyone. And his fight for sort of justice is well documented. So do we then just exclude anyone who's ever had anything said about them? In which case... Hollywood's looking pretty thin on the ground because <laughs> not everyone is squeaky clean. You'll you'll struggle to find too many. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. It's a weird argument. I I think he was probably be- performance wise probably the most deserving mm. um, from what I've seen. Um, and you know, it is that thing of do you, how do you sep- separate? Do you have a separation of this is the performance and not what they the do man. outside of that? That's for another place mm. to be discussed, but this is an awful. Sure. But then, by that token, should people be making political speeches while yeah. they're there at the same time, or should it just be a focus? Because let's be honest, the Oscars are a great platform in which a whole lot of people are watching, and what you say will be documented in a speech. Yeah, yeah. Um, it gives you a great platform at that point in time to say your piece, and you know, talk about unity or talk about the divisiveness that's around at the moment. You know. It's your time to make that thing. So if we say you have to separate the art from the man, um, so to speak, in a general sense, do you have to stop? Does art have to be completely separate and be? We can't talk about this stuff while that is. It's a weird catch twenty two. Um, yeah, and it, it's highlighted by the fact that this happened. You know, like I said, I'm not taken away from the fact that Casey Affleck gave a really good performance. Mm-hmm. Again, Mel Gibson should he have been nominated for that regard. It's it's a similar thing. You know, Roman Polanski's got two Oscar nominations to his name. You know, I don't think he's going to get another one, but there's there's a lot of people out there who've got stuff against them, and it's the it's the weird case of going, well, in this case it's been rewarded, but have you rewarded that? You've rewarded the performance, sure, and that's mm. just something that comes alongside that. Is that the case? I mean, you know, I'm still upset that Vigo didn't win. Should have. His time will come. He'll get another one. He'll do another film with David Cronenberg soon, and it'll be it'll be phenomenal. I I guarantee it. Uh, so let's talk about best director. 
Damien Chazelle was pretty much nailed on in our heads. I don't think there was anyone else who had a chance in hell no. of getting that this year. I think the closest was probably Barry Jenkins, but I think in I think they've recognised the scale of the film and sort of uh, the the ability to pull off what he's done here. Mm-hmm. Not to not to say that Barry Jenkins didn't do something incredible, but I think um, it's given as a nod to to uh, La La Land and saying you know it's brought back to mind a lot of the conventions of old Hollywood and why we should still embrace those and and utilise those. Uh, so yeah. I think you know, I can't really disagree with that at no, all. I, yeah, and I commend them for Damien Chazelle did. And one of the most heartbreaking things at the end is Damien Chazelle's face when um, La La Land has the awards. Yeah, like, he looks like a lost boy. I mean, I'm you know he's still got his best director thing, and he got to yeah. say his bit there, and that was nice. Uh, but you could tell that losing the best picture in the way that it uh, happened. Yeah. Um, so that just leaves us with best picture, and you know we've discussed this already. I think for me, Moonlight is is the best film of the year. I I really do. I think it's incredible. Um, I think you know La La Land when it was announced, I just went, okay, that figures. Because I I thought you know mm. it's gonna win it surely. But how how great that it didn't. That, you know, not to say glad that it didn't, but how great that Moonlight got its chance to yeah, and. If if the only thing that comes of this is that more people seek out Moonlight to watch, and that's great because Moonlight really is a really phenomenal film. And what a year! What what difference a year such makes? A, number one, right? Such a strong year in terms of films nominated for that category. Hmm. It didn't feel like it was really one there that made up the numbers that much, which is often the case. I think you know they only nominated nine, and they can nominate ten. That felt like a slightly odd choice because you thought you could probably find a tenth from somewhere. But actually, out of those nine, I've seen eight, and they all felt like good contenders. Yeah. There were ones that obviously didn't have a chance in hell of getting it, but in terms of the top two or three that were battling it out, you really felt like it could go any way. And, and that's what it proved to do. Yeah. Like, and, you know, I think, I think Moonlight's been recognised for the film that it is, and particularly the stuff that it deals with within the film is very important, and Oscars do enjoy rewarding the important films. La La Land is important in a different way. I think La La Land is important cinematically to sort of show that we can go back to something that hasn't Mm. been used too much in recent years. Whereas Moonlight is very much about societal change and uh, how how people are affected by the world in which they grow up and what expectations people have of you and why you should not basically kowtow to those. But I guess Oscars are happy that the only controversy is they gave the wrong award right this year than what yeah. they had last year. We got was... away with the Oscar so white thing this year, you know. Um, I, I, you know. And the thing is, the weird thing is, I don't think it this year. Obviously, there was, it was a lot more of a diverse um, nomination field, nomination yeah. Pool. Um, and I genuinely don't think it was diverse for the sake of being diverse. I think it was diverse because of the performances, and they actually recognised that there are some. Mm. Great performance, and I think having a film like Moonlight helps. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've they've made a concerted effort this year to recruit new members to the academy, and that's clearly paid off. I think you know seven hundred new members, mm-hmm. and largely from minority backgrounds. I think that that's played into their hands here, and I think over the coming years you're going to see a slight shift like this. 
And you know, you know, Suicide Squad's won an Oscar. Anything's possible at this point. So, <laughs> also, uh, next year Oscars don't just bring a bus full of people into an auditorium. It is especially when it's four thirty in the morning in the UK, and we just want to go to bed. Like that really didn't work for me at all. No, it kind of just fell flat on its face. But that guy was having a time of his life. Yeah. Um, but I think that's basically where we're going to have to leave it now. Yeah. Um, this may well be a long episode. Ugh. I hate long episodes. Uh, anyway, that's it for this year. Then no more podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that, so that's the that's the award season basically over and done with now. Um, mm-hmm. So we only have to wait another like nine months until we start getting all those films again. Ooh. So tiring. Uh, anyway, where can they find us, Andy? Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Dinosaurman15. You can find us on Facebook at Dinosaurman Nerdcast. Feel free to leave us a comment. Let us know what your favourite Oscar moment has been from this year. Hudo will respond to you. And if uh, anyone says that Viggo Mortensen should not win, I will punch them. <laughs> uh, as always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher and Buzzsprout, uh, where you can also rate, comment, subscribe, review, like, tell your friends, all of the good stuff that we want you to do, because it helps us out. And you like helping us out, because we help you out. We don't help you out. I'm not going to help you move. <laughs> Thank you to Johnny Needs as ever for the theme song. A special Oscars theme song this week. Don't know if you noticed, but there were little golden men dancing in the background as it was played this week. Golden men, I found your weakness. Great song. Thank you, Alex. That was Tina Turner, in case you were wondering. Okay. You could tell from the fact that it was a perfect Tina Turner impression, right? Okay. Okay, you're too tired now. I knew we could this in the middle of a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you uh, to you, Andy. Okay, thank you to you, Victoria. Wherever you may end up in hell. <laughs> no, Until... she, she's alive and well. <laughs> Until next time. Uh, do not buy the Oscar award-winning Suicide Squad on DVD or Blu-ray. They do not need your money. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Die. Die. Die.